So we're back. Hello. Uh, we're back for more podcast fun. Quarterback in the podcast, taking 50% of the snaps, assuming the Mark Sanchez type role in this operation. My name is James Hamlin. And I am the running back, taking the other 50%. My name's Inia Benigo. You sport that. You're supposed to be the Tim Tebow, taking the other am 50% I? of oh, the really? snaps. Was that it? Oh. Well, since the last pod, I went to New York trying to catch Tebow mania. And, and did you? Uh, no, I did not. In fact, I just saw Lynn Sanity available for fifty uh, percent off in all the sh- uh, all the shops. Oof. Yeah, so I'm, I apologise about that. But Tebow week three, he'll be starting. You've changed the tune. I know. I remember it's getting correctly. earlier and earlier. I remember I'm, correctly. But no, it's been a month since our first debut pods, and got to give a shout out to everyone that's given us. Amazing feedback, yeah. reception. Thank you. Taking the time out to, to give us a shout, and it, it means that we're back again. And I think uh, not, we weren't quite sure that we were going to be, but we are. There seems to be a market for this amazing sport in this country, and lots of people are saying, look, I was out of touch, and now I just I can't wait for the season to start, and I just can't wait for more... Uh, more banter and more uh, useless information to be given my way. And uh, <laughs> in what will be, just to clarify, we're going to go monthly till the season starts yep. with these pods because there isn't really that much to talk about. We have to fill in a lot of this. There isn't really a lot that happens in the off-season. So we go weekly when the season starts and it's all going to become absolutely mental. So we're going to do that. So lots of, lots of stuff. We're going to be keeping you interested over monthly and then weekly after that. But we've got a Twitter now. Is that right? Yep. We've got uh, Twitter North London 40, which is the whole thing altogether. But in fact, it's at, what is it? At NL. Well, you set it up. I know, but I completely forgot. At NL. DN40. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. So follow us on Twitter. It's a good way to find out when we're going to be releasing new pods and also a good way to pick up on, on random information that we'll, be, that we'll be throwing up there. Like the fact it was the 21st anniversary of the London Monarchs last yep. weekend. I actually woke... This is a true story. I actually woke up that morning last weekend and I thought, you know what? I think it's 20 years literally to the weekend of the London Monarchs. I woke up and thought that. I'm slightly worried what dreams you have that you just made you wake up and thought uh, of I just did and, and, and specific things true story it wasn't 20 days it was 21 days because everybody used to the, the London Monarchs years. produced these shirts at the time and they had I thought it was 92 written on them but it was 91 so oh, everybody okay. wore 91 even though it wasn't the player of the year so I actually celebrated that and I actually woke up and I watched the footage of the World Bowl again I watched the London Monarchs uh, review of the season again you know commentating on the World Bowl you had Brent Musburger mm-hmm. and Dick Vermeil. It was right. amazing. They had, they put money behind it, definitely. It's amazing. That's all up there on our, our Twitter. Loads of information on that. And we've got an email address as well, right? Uh, yeah, we do. That is northlondon40 at gmail.com. And it's 4 zero. So 4 zero. Send us some emails. Send us some tweets. Very Let's popular score in Ireland, 4 zero. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you think of um, the podcast, what you want to hear more of, if you want to get yourself a shout out, all that good stuff. We're going to be doing lots more tweeting, emailing, podding as the... As the months and weeks go on, for absolute sure. But and there's a Tumblr launching. 
Um, yes, I'm told as well be, by Inyo. We'll tweet that, and if you really want, you can email us, and we can email you the Tumblr link. And on there, uh, we'll be having memes. We'll be having lots of information, links, video footage that the NFL hasn't taken down yet off YouTube. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, lots of good stuff on there. Okay, brilliant. So let's get into it. What's happening in the weird and wonderful world of NFL and American football? So today we had a bit of a retirement. Now, one of the greats retired. His name was Ladanian Tomlinson, a.k.a. LT. And he did what we don't do in, in soccer in this country and other sports. But in the NFL and other American sports, they do it. It's all very nice. He, he returned to his team where he's made his name to sign up for a couple of hours and actually retired as a San Diego Charger. I thought that was nice. It's nice, but let's be honest, it's so almost cliche at this point. A one-day contract just to finish with the team that you Oof. you became famous for. And he doesn't like it. Well, well, well it's, a, it's a day. Does it really matter at the end of the day? Like, if he goes in the Hall of Fame, he's going to go, obviously, as... Well, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's obviously going to go in as a Charger. You sure he just didn't want to remove any association from the New York Jets? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he was afraid of Tebow. Maybe it's the overwhelming power. Tebow hasn't even played for the Jets yet, and he was just worried. That, could like, be. No, it could be. Did, could you, be. Um, did you happen to see the T-shirt that Tebow stopped making? I'm beginning to sound like Skip Bayless already at the beginning of this podcast. Tell me. Um, it, was, it was a little uh, riff on the New York Jets logo, and instead of the football, it was the, the Jesus Fish. So I had an actual no association with Tebow at all, but uh, him and his lawyers stopped it. They, Does he uh, own copyright to the fish now? Yeah, I think, is that what I it think was? That's, effectively, that's what it is. He 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 brought Christianity back, like uh, Rick Ross brought Tupac back. <laughs> so um, so yeah, he now he now owns all property of Christianity apart from the cross. Excellent. That's odd features. Excellent. Well, anyway, just in case you don't know who, if you've only started watching American football over the last couple of years and you've seen. LT as a, a feature back in the New York Jets backfield and you want to know what all the hype was about, do some research. If you look at the stats, this guy's a top 10 running back of all time. Easily. In his pomp, and that would have been around about 2008, kind of declined in 2009, probably about the year I acquired him in fantasy football. <laughs> he started to decline, but you're talking about he has scored the third most amount of touchdowns by one player in NFL history, behind Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens. Racked up tons of yards, played on a really, really great... 13,000 yards. More than 13,000. Played on a a great San Diego team that didn't quite make it as they continue to not quite make it. And, you know, was a real star. People hoped it would work out for him in New York. He didn't really. But, you know, we covered this on the last pod. Was able to be an extremely productive running back for a number of years, which doesn't really happen again. Seen lots of top tens kicking around over this last couple of days since he retired. Seems to be proclaimed by Mofa as a top 10 running back of all time. One thing that I'd also like to add about him, wore those really interesting shades. Yes. The visor, well, I guess they're visor protectors, which instantly yep. loses all its cool. But yep. I, I did like that. It didn't make me think that he was Terminator. <laughs> well, yeah. And I can remember when they launched in, in the late 80s and early 90s, whenever it was. They were really cool and most people used to have them. Most people got rid of them. He kept them. You know, well, yeah, it's kind of like a bloke keeping an maybe, earring. Maybe it was like him that started this whole hipster uh, American sportswear fashion. It actually wasn't, you know, LeBron or... Uh, so, uh, yeah, maybe maybe he was the original hipster athlete. Could be so. So, anyway, so he's um, he's moving on. And it's just the way that works in the NFL. Players come, players go. But it's rarely that, it's rare that one of the greats goes. And it's, um, you know, I'd like to make a big deal out of that. But talking about players coming and going, and we saw this... 
last couple of weeks, at which you could class as America's team, I guess, probably the most popular team in this side of the pond, the New England Patriots, saw the coming of... Well, I don't know if the coming, but the real proclamation of the new star and the exiting of the old. Gronk. 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 Can I lay you a beat over that? You're going (laughs) to do that? Just like that, Gronk. Gronk. It's official. Inye is Gronk obsessed. He likes all three Gronk brothers. I do. Um, I can't help it. But the best of the three, um, statistically anyway, Rob Gronkowski signed the largest contract in NFL history for a tight end. And it was... Six years, $54 million, including $16.5 million guaranteed. Yep. So, and, and what is amounting to the end of his first season? First breakout season, first breakout but I think season. second yeah. season yeah. overall, yeah. really. It's the first season that mattered. And, you know, this, you could say that New England have come in and have overpaid for him, but they see him as a big part of the future, and rightfully so. So if you thought Gronk was a flash in the pan and it was all just going to be a, a one-season trip, that's not the case. New England have invested a lot of money on, on him. And, and you know what? Sky's the limit. I think we're going to be talking about this guy on a weekly basis, not only from a fantasy perspective, but a stats perspective, but also a general media you know, celebrity perspective. Definitely. Seems to have his finger on the pulse of all the relevant social media. Check out Gronk Nation. It's brilliant. The way that he represents Dan, who is number 87, a tight end for the Browns, and Chris, number 49, a running back for the Broncos. They're basically just journeymen, but it doesn't really matter. It's all about... Um, it's all about the... It's exactly. Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> it's all about that. So, you know, that was that was the kind of arrival of him, and, and, and good luck to him. You know, people people getting big contracts that have really done it on the field. You know, it's... Um, you know, you've got to tip your hat off to them and expect some not only great plays for him this season, but obviously some brilliant headlines too. And the irony being, as we mentioned again on the last pods, when in the world of salary capping... Well, before you do go into your next link, which I spotted, and I have to say an amazing link, but uh, before we do go into that, we should probably also talk about New England picking up Ballard from New York. They, they've picked up potentially another amazing tight end. So they're very much going with the, the two tight end system and making sure that they've potentially got three very, very high caliber um, tight ends to play. At. Wow. And probably trying to pee off the New York Giants at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you know, that helps as well. Well, look, right, and I think it's an excellent point. I think if they, they've got this two tight end system last year that... It doesn't really seem revolutionary on, on, on the strength, but nobody could cover it. Nobody could get the right matchups for it. If you're going to build your whole season around it, you need to get some pretty stellar backups. Definitely. Gronk, as we saw, went down in, well, pre-Super Bowl and one of the key factors that, that, that New England couldn't really progress in that game. So, no, stockpiling in that position, it makes tons and tons of sense for sure. Going back to that point, so the salary cap worlds, you, if you're going to give somebody a stack of wedge, you need to take it from somebody else. Yeah. And they took it from statistically 2011-slash-2012's crappiest patriot, <laughs> who was definitely Chad Ochocinco. Mm. And prolific tweeter, Chad Ochocinco. Well, prolific everything. And, you know, we, we would, we're taking a minute to look at this. And, you know, prior to, to Gronk, you know, the NFL's biggest celebrity unquestionably was Chad Ochocinco. And, you know, you need to take a minute to bask in some of the statistics that this guy threw up. Um, you know, top receiver in the NFL in the in the late noughties, as it were. But unfortunately, just missed social media. 
by literally a few months. You know, he was kind of social media before social media. Definitely. Some of the things, you know, we can, we can list them out there. You know, the name change. He changed his name by default to, to Ocho Cinco around 85. Um, he did all sorts of other crazy stuff. He did the thing where he took every cornerback and rated them every week on the ones that could cover him and the ones who couldn't. Walking headline, his wife-to-be is in basketball wives, etc., etc., etc. Raced a horse, played soccer, did all these crazy things. I, iPad app. Did a race against um, Michael Phelps, a swimming race. Michael Phelps as well. I'm fairly sure he did that. This was uh, the, There was just one particular summer. Dancing with just, the stars as well. He, he decided to just try and do as many things as possible uh, and like, try and better himself in sports. Also tried out for the... Uh, well, Sporting Kansas City is then known now, but uh, back then, Kansas City Wizards, uh, he wasn't very good. He, in fact, didn't even get to play a reserve game. So, um, yeah, he really he really was one of those players. I think it also helped that he had um, Terrell Owens to kind of um, compete with in terms of trying to get the, especially the ESPN headlines. Yep. So, uh, I alluded to Skip Bayless earlier. At the time when Skip was kind of making his, more, well, kind of making his name at ESPN, he just basically just decided to zero in on Chad Ochocinco and say that all this messing around and all this extracurricular stuff wasn't helping him because he wasn't pr- um, proving himself himself on the field. And, uh, you know, to be honest, he's right, but he definitely is a character. You know, he, he wasn't... Uh, he was cut by the Patriots, but he got picked up by a team that, you know... They probably they're gonna get some spotlight this summer. They don't have a star on the roster. <laughs> that that is true. <laughs> that, that, well, uh, I'm sorry. Dis- all right, I'll take that back. Disrespect to Reggie Bush. Obviously, obviously he's he's a star on his own. Hold on, name, hold but on. Reggie Bush was only a star when he was in Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually watched um, Chloe and Lamar for the first time the other night. Actually, <laughs> Tr- true story that actually happened. You're right. So he's been picked up by the Finns. Uh, picked up by the Miami Dolphins. Got rid of Brandon Marshall, now have Reggie Bush and, and a new quarterback. So the Finns have decided to pick him up. He's a Florida guy, Ocho Cinco, so he's gone back there and they've picked him up. And why the hell not, right? They want to sell tickets. They stunk last year. Well, you know, comparatively, they're better than previous, previous years, but they want to sell tickets, right? Yeah. They're not selling out games. They're not the Dolphins of old. Why not pick him up, right? Definitely. Which is what they've done. And also to try and drum up, you know, some ticket sales, they've also signed up for... The greatest show <laughs> on earth. And I'm not talking about the Harlem Globetrotters. I'm talking about Hard Knocks. The HBO, uh, and one-time NFL, but mainly HBO, docu-series which follows the trials and tribulations of um, training camp. And Ultra Cinco, uh, sorry, yeah, Ultra Cinco's been on uh, Hard Knocks before. It wasn't particularly very good. But, Why? Why uh, was that? See, the thing about Hard Knocks, it's really, it's, uh, and in fact, the, I was on NFL.com today and they were talking about it. Uh, it's really a show where it kind of, it gets the Rocky mentality in, you know, the Rocky sensibility drummed up. You're, you're looking at players that are on the bubble, players that are trying to come in a 70-man uh, squad or whatever, trying to make it to the 53-man final roster. Yep. So you're, you really want to focus in on them. All the veterans, focus on the struggle. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's all about the struggle. All the veterans, all the people that are established, they play pranks. They're a bit boring. It yep. did, like with The Jets one was particularly good because it did allow you into the psyche of Mark Sanchez and realize yep. that if any strong-willed quarterback came and competed with him and, let's say, you know, had an unorthodox style but, you know, had the power of God behind them, 
that he wouldn't particularly do very well. Okay. Week three. Remember that week three. Um, but but at the same time, I, I do think that it's really going to open up and hopefully, you know, they're going to maybe allow bits of the show to be available freely online this year. So, you know, you're really going to learn some personalities. You're going to remember a lot of um, a lot of players that have come When through. does it start in you know, do you know? Usually, it's it's the the week before preseason. Okay, and then uh, the fir- like it's really well edited in the sense that it's it's basically they've got a week worth of footage that they have to get out there before the Thursday each Thursday. So it's okay. all the way through preseason, following each game, and um, invariably the best episode is uh, the first episode. And if we stick with our grandiose plans of going weekly from the start of preseason, we might be talking about it quite a lot. If yeah, there's not a lot else happening in the preseason, no, okay, brilliant. Yeah, no, that, that's. Yeah. Well, we'll point the listeners in the right directions of where they might be able to find some of this content, right? Yeah. On our Twitter. No, we'll, yeah, uh, definitely on the. We'll Twitter do the hard yards on that for sure, sure. But no, that's that's interesting. That's definitely worth checking out. Hard knocks is a good thing to come. Um, so, what else has been going in the uh, on in the weird and wide world of American football preseason? Training camps are starting. There's some. Some are mandatory, some not in terms of attendance. No one's really doing that much. But players are partying, right? They, you know, I would say they're partying like 1999, but that would make me sound really square. But players are partying like, they, like they've won the lottery. Okay. Um, one but of some of these guys with these rookie contracts have won the lottery, think, right? Yeah, but they haven't signed the contracts yet. So, you know, you've got teams that are about to splash the cash on first-round picks. Yep. And they're hearing that their first-round picks are getting, as I quote one uh, website, Gucci Man Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. Cue explosion button. <laughs> Yeah. So um so yeah, probably not the best. Um who are we who are we gonna start off with? I guess the, the most famous one is Justin Blackman. Okay, what's he been up to? He uh arrested DUI. Um we we just watched the video before we started this and I think we have to point out that he was wearing a Kobe Bryant number eight jersey. Yeah, let's tweet that. Um because I don't even understand how you can get a number eight Kobe Bryant jersey. Is um, it in the family? Is it? Is it? A, was it signed? Well, may, maybe he was just. It was like a rookie move, right? It's like you know, everyone's got twenty four, but I'm going to pay extra to get the old throwback eight version. I don't know. <laughs> How old is an old eight throwback? It's not even like five years old. Ugh. Is he shopping at Ross? Is he shopping at like <laughs> discount stores? Is this what it is? He so, should have just got an insanity shirt for five. Robert. So what? So what did he do? He got caught pissed, basically. Yes, the car. basically. But also, you have uh, Jerome Felton of the Vikings. He Ugh. he got a DWI, and he was caught in a McDonald's drive-through, as you do, because you know you're getting drunk. You want some chicken nuggets. Yeah, you know you can't help yourself. Been there. But maybe this is why the UK doesn't have a lot of drive-throughs. Maybe this is why, because you know we we are the champions of drinking. Apart so, from an Old Street Roundabout. Is there? Yeah. Where's Just up the ride. Between uh, Old Street Roundabout, come down towards Angel. Yeah. yeah. There's one there. Oh, my days. First of all, <laughs> I grew a club night near Old Street Roundabout, and I always forget. Like, you don't send your punters there. there afterwards <laughs> when they're finished? It's four o'clock in the morning. Most of them are, like, you know, a little bit too worse. A little bit too yolo. But now yeah. that I now have remembered where the McDonald's is, I will be making that long walk slash trek. To yeah. go get some delicious. It's not twenty four seven. It's not twenty four seven. Not twenty four. All right, so I will not. Um, I think it's open till twelve. What's the point of having the drive through open till twelve? I don't make the rules. All right, all right. All right. 
I'm just I'm just filling you in on where the McDonald's are in North London. Right. Shout out to North London. McDonald's, you're slacking. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, drinking like uh like they've won the lottery. But more mm. importantly, and you pointed this out to me, the the NFL's got a program to help out players. Yep, like the equivalent of the Tony Adams Sporting <laughs> Chance Clinic, uh, just but, on a larger scale. Well, yeah, the Tuesday Club. That one, what is that? And this is actually interesting because it's been brought up in the in the general public beforehand when um. A couple of years ago, when the players were getting out of control, and I can't, when Thingamajig shot himself in the leg. Oh, okay. I'll make Plex. Uh, yeah, Plex Cobaris. Yes. The, the NFL have this program that you can call up. Uh, they, they'll provide you a cab. Anywhere you go, they will call you. If you call them up, they'll uh, get you a car to go home so you don't have to get a DWI, DUI at the same See, I, this is one of the best facts I learned about NFL in the last 30 days. I didn't know this, I thought this was amazing. Thought this is amazing. I know I've got one of those iPhone hailer cab apps. Absolutely lethal. I can't. Li- I can't leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, the best one. Oh, we will plug it. Shout to Halo. It's one of the good ones. In it. First day, I got it. I spent like seventy-five quid in one day. It was. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop using it. It was brilliant. So, like, if it was free and if yeah. it was twenty-four-seven and I was relatively famous and stuff, I'd be all over that. Now, the reason why I think players don't use it is because... Um, maybe I'm They're that here. drunk. They that, can't that, use the app. <laughs> maybe because the NFL hasn't come up with an app for it. But right, also, okay. maybe because they're busy trying to pull girls at the same time. And I don't think it's particularly cool when you go, hold on, let me call my employer and they'll give me a cab that we'll get into. Uh, right. And, you know, if you if you got all this money and you bought yourself... And I'm not advocating drink driving. Let me actually start off with Wouldn't that. dream that you would. Uh, but, you know, maybe they just have such weak game that they need to, you know, to prove that you're an NFL player. Because, of course, they're wearing the helmets. Unless you're a quarterback, you're not really going to be that well known. True. You need to show that you've got the really expensive True. fancy car. True. So maybe this is the case. Maybe. And they, and they could also could be wanting to use their car in the Saturday Night Fever type of sense as yes, well yeah, um, after, after after the night of the disco yeah. who knows but they choose to do that and they choose to pick up DUIs well as you say it's it's a, it's a slightly boring off season for most fans I guess it's a boring off season for them as well I think Nick Fairley again got in trouble Detroit Lions I think he I think he maybe had a bit of Buddha in the car as well I, I kind of lose track it's really. a second it's the second one that he's got as well so uh He's you know he's really racking them up. He's trying to I don't know what he's trying to if he's he's got a scratch card or something. He's, he's trying <laughs> to get them all all, all ticked off. But. No, we don't, we we don't condone it. We don't condone any of that. People mm-hmm. go for a jog instead. It's much much safer, much more fun. Watch Friday Night Lights. Watch Friday Night Lights indeed. So Inia, you're close to completing the watching of Friday Night Lights. Is this true? Yes, I am. I'm on season five. I'm burning through it um, at a ridiculous pace. In case any of you don't know out there. It's a fantastic TV show. It was shown randomly on ITV4, as these things often are. Mm. Um, it followed the Herman's Head and Seinfeld trajectory of being on the channel that nobody watches at the time that people don't watch. Yeah. But, you know, you can get it online. I'm sure you can get it on Netflix and thing, things of that nature. But the interesting thing, it's the TV show of a movie, of a book, <laughs> which apparently is going to be made into a movie again. I, I'm not really sure, yeah. but it's essential. Why is it essential, you know? The movie did a really good job of conveying the passion of uh, Texas football, Texas high school football. But I think the TV show does an even better job of conveying all that goes on around it. Okay. And, you know, you have you have the sports movie bits. You have, you know, the, the victories. You have the trials and tribulations of being on a natural American football team. 
But I think that show, and I think actually for UK fans, let's say if you're getting back into American football or if you, you, you're interested about it but you don't know, it's a good idea to watch that to understand the level of devotion that people have just from the, a 48-minute game once a week. You know, you can see the sports radio influencing. You can see the boosters, uh, the parents and alumni that give money towards the school, uh, towards the sports program. You can see all the other... Who's the sports radio guy in there? Sammy Mead. Sammy Mead, yeah. He's and brilliant. then um, when Buddy goes and gets his own one, it's 1080 El Fuego. Are you watching Veep? Yes, but Did not you see regularly. Buddy Garrity in Veep? He oh, popped no. up in Veep. Oh, what episode is he? Um, I've... The last one I watched was the one where it was in the Orioles and it was um I think the it's eating. I think it might be that one or one of them. He's one of the oil guys. Oh. He's got like a big tash and he's one of the oil guys. Oh, okay, no, no, I haven't seen that one yet. He's in Veep, so he's he's still out there doing some stuff. <laughs> so what I like about Friday Friday Night Lights is yeah. it's like sports you can watch with a girlfriend. Yes. Um, which which I like about it. But it's really, really worth checking out. I saw a picture of um of Peter Rosenberg wearing a North Dillon Lions t-shirt the other day, which I thought was awesome. I want to get one. I had exactly the same thought, and I turned to my girlfriend and said, you know what, um, a friend, actually a friend of mine, um, shout out to Chris, uh, bought himself a Game of Thrones patch with Ooh. one of the, the, like, the Mordor, like, not the Mordor, sorry. I've seen people it. rocking Game of Thrones hoodies and tees and stuff. Okay, but the patch, okay, is... Like discreet enough that if you, it just looks like a nice patch, it doesn't what, actually like nicotine look patch size or like like small like something that he's just gonna like add a to mug coaster. Yeah, like a mug coaster. Let's right, say, and okay. it's like it's of one of the the family's symbols or whatever. So right. it looks a bit like it looks weird, but it doesn't look particularly geeky at the same. But it's time. the sort of thing if you bump into a fellow nerd, they're gonna yeah, give you that give I you know the, look. Yeah, All right, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, they'll give you that. You know. Hooray, you're one of us sort of looks. And that's what you're looking for. Yes, that Dylan, oh. Pat, like the, oh, but just the simple football as well. It looks exactly like my old um, American high school one. So, yeah, it would fit in perfectly. It's the would only you, time. Would you, would you rock one? Yeah. I think I would. I was, I was actually going to buy one. I, I don't like wearing things that um, Peter Rosenberg wears um, <laughs> if, I, if I can get away with it. But uh, I did like that. That was. You don't own any camo cargo shorts, do you? Camo cargo shirt. No, I don't. I don't uh, actually. Yeah, uh, I, I like. I went to Washington D.C. a couple of years ago. And, okay. Uh, a good friend of mine showed me around, took me to all the clubs or whatever. Okay. She also took me to the McDonald's that Peter Rosenberg used to DJ at every Friday night. <laughs> he like like just he would bring his own turntables. Okay. Set up little speakers and okay. DJ in this McDonald's off U Street. Right. And just and people would walk in and just say hello and listen to music and stuff like that. I, uh, it's crazy to think about that that's how he eventually got his break on radio and how, you know, he eventually got to the stage where he could diss Nicki Minaj. Well, they didn't really diss Nicki Minaj, but yeah. Launched a career DJing in McDonald's. And having big shorts. Yes. For any Americans listening, we're a smaller shorted nation. Above uh, the knee. Above the knee, yeah. yes, in, ca- in case you were wondering. If also, yeah, the reason why we're above the knee, because a lot of our uh, fellow English people like to wear three-quarter length shorts which I absolutely hate. I can't stand it. But we don't wear long socks. No. Or any socks no. with shorts. No, not. Well, no. I, I do. Really? I, yeah, I do like a good... I can't just give the bare leg. I, I, I can't... <laughs> I, also, I feel weird where... Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've taken a completely different turn. It's fine, right it's now. fine. It's podcast. Um, it's all right. Yeah, um... 
I can't give the bare leg, first of all. Okay. Uh, and second of all, uh, this trip to New York was the first time I ever wore um, shoes without socks on. Really? Yeah, it's, it's such a weird thing for me. I don't like espadrilles, first of all, because they look too flimsy. Um, so I was wearing a pair of uh, nice fake Kmart vans. Don't think I'm poor. Just think that like it just made a lot more sense to buy a pair of cheap um, shoes that I don't particularly like. I just can't do it. So yeah, I wear above-the-knee shorts with black socks. Because, you know, if you're wearing white socks, you better be playing some athletics. Shout out to the Fab Five. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a throwback to you. Uh, the, the Michigan team. Nice pair of M&S shorts. I'm not trying to win hype beast points here. It sounds like content for the Tumblr. <laughs> Great picture of me in my shorts. Sounds like content for the Tumblr <laughs> right, for me. I'll, I'll go so. up. I'll, I'll make sure people, people can see that. Excellent. Excellent, if you will. So, we're starting to think about where we want to put our money for next season. Not only our, I guess, well, actually, it is money. And, you know, there's well, we the can say that. Americans can't, can they? Of course. Hey, bookie on every corner. <laughs> Granny loves a flutter on the Grand National. <laughs> it's the way we roll in this country. The fantasy football league for the Euros in our office is just, it's just dominating. It's absolutely <laughs> dominating. It's, it's the most fun, most fun we've had a week. So the lines have come out for next season, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Excited to come out in the casinos in Las Vegas. It's one particular sports book called Cancer Gambling. We're the first to, to put it out. Grantland picked up on it real quickly. Bill Barnwell, their excellent NFL writer who's based in Vegas, posted it out towards the end of May. So we looked at that as the one to sort of go over. And the bookies, as we know, know more than anything about this type of stuff. They've predicted what teams are going to go and get the most amount of wins. You know, again, we'll, we'll post this up on our Twitter and probably... Let's have a look at it. So, most amount of wins, 12 wins, New England, Green Bay. No surprises? No, none at all. Definitely, I would say, the best two teams in the league right now. So, interestingly, they went into 2011 pretty much fancied by most people as well. So, I think people think people stay healthy. People are going to... They're going to win. 10 wins. Philadelphia, the ex-Dream team. Houston, San Francisco, New Orleans, they have ex-coach. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Interesting, Pittsburgh, actually, and Baltimore. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure. But I guess they, they, they're all respected powerhouses in their uh, respective divisions. Yeah, I'd say interesting, definitely, about Baltimore and, um, and Pittsburgh. I'm not, I'm not entirely too sure. I'm beginning to think that Big Ben's powers are waning as well. So you're calling the under on 10 wins for Pittsburgh? Uh, going on the record with that? Yeah, well, yeah. I think that, and I'm going to say it one more time, Tebow week three. <laughs> Okay, so on that particular topic, Vegas are calling the Jets eight and a half wins. Well, they're going to lose the first two. Yes. Not the third, obviously. Not the third, because yep. that, that's Tebow's first game. Okay, yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that's for, what, the eight wins, you were saying? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take that. Okay. I don't even know why I've decided to get behind Tebow so much already. You know, you're just on the bandwagon, mate. Yeah. You know, you should. You should. You should join me, though. It's really, hey, it's uh, really spacious. It's there's quite a lot of people here. Yeah. It's, it's terrible for the first three hours, <laughs> but for the last hour, it's just amazing and miraculous thing happened. <laughs> that's, that's effectively what it is. It's really bumpy. It's really uncomfortable. But um, all of a sudden, you just hit a really sweet spot, and then um, yeah, really nice. You get to your destination a lot quicker than you think you do. So a couple of things I guess that start, jump out at me. I really like Dallas. Uh, eight and a half wins and more. Mm-hmm. I'm going over on that all the way. They're at uh, minus 125. I really like that. Like Arizona, seven wins. I like that as well. They get why, some fairly why? good quarterback play. Okay. 
I think the defense is going to be good. Some fairly better than average quarterback play. I think I think they'll do. I think they'll do really well. Let's look towards the bottom. Towards the bottom, it's more fun. So five and a half wins. Cleveland, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. I'd go with Indianapolis. I'd go with the over on Indianapolis for over five wins. You think Cleveland are going to get less wins than Indianapolis next season? I don't think so. All right, but I think we'll agree to disagree on that one. Okay, so I just think there's something about I, I, you know, you never know how Andrew Luck. So Andrew Luck, you never know. I, I, I think that these are the bookmakers. I know. They know. Okay, they, they know. They know. But like you know, I, 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 I've been betting on the Euros and. That hasn't been going particularly well, uh, so maybe don't always follow my advice. But I think that y- you know, you never know. A quarterback could come in, the team could gel, could galvanise the team, and you know, five wins. You're going to get some dodgy wins somehow. The Raiders haven't been that bad all this time. You know, they've got some wins in there as well. So let's look at the Raiders. Seven wins. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> You're going under I'm on going seven under. wins. I'm going under. That's, yeah. And on a similar topic, Denver, nine and a half wins. Ooh, why do you, what do you think about that? He adds poise to the, you know, to the position. They're not going to have heart attacks every week. But I, think seven, I, think, I think Oakland will win between six and eight games. So seven, I think, is, think is fine. It's a strange one. You're betting on how many games Peyton Manning's going to play on, right? And yeah. nobody knows, True. right? And you don't know what level he's playing at and how elite he is. So nine and a half wins, Denver. Seems high to me. Really weak division. Division's not going to get any better. What is the book he's calling on San Diego next season? San Diego, nine wins. Maybe a little bit too early to tell. I guess we'll be going through full prediction mode as we go into the season. Um, closer to it, we're a little bit. We've analysed all the pre-seasons, even though they only get to see starters for one series in a, in a pre-season. But we'll analyse what we can. Probably steal some theories off the, the good pundits out there, which we probably should do. Sure. Probably should do, which is, is a pretty good idea, and try and come up with something something around that. But it's going to be an exciting season. As, and as we alluded to in the last pod as well, there's some unexpected turns. You know, the Giants right now are mid-table, uh, at best expected for next season, not one of the favourites at all. Unexpected turns, lots to happen. Probably some big injuries still to happen. It's unfortunate to say that, but you always come out of training camp with some huge losses. Yeah, veterans. Around certain that's, teams. That's what they mentioned Baltimore earlier. Last year's NFL defensive MVP, T-Sizzles, Terrell Suggs, out for the whole season. On the Baltimore squad, got injured playing basketball. Um, so he's out for the whole season. Going to be a huge loss for them. It's going to be a great season. Not just because it's our first season of potting. Yeah, it is going to be a great season. I do apologise for leaving you hanging there. Um, no, it is going to be a <laughs> great season. There's nothing like dead air, especially uh, on a podcast. Bit, yeah. it's May, oh, well, you know, for a good couple of reasons. Number one, I've also perfected my uh, hot wind recipe. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be handy. And I just think that last season was, was a good season. But I, I think that, you know, there's a good influx of new young stars as well. Yep, um, and I think that can only do great things to galvanise the sport even more. And in fact, one of the things I'm going to put up on Twitter is the uh, Cam Newton Arab music commercial, okay. um, which is going to show that, like you know, the NFL isn't you know it's not traditionally a hip hop sport, so to speak, or it hasn't been since Neon Dion. Uh, but I do think that... No, um, that is a slept-on LP. If you listen to that LP... I've never listened to that LP. You've yet. never listened to that LP. <laughs> uh, um, it was on my iPod for a long time. It's it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone had... To, I watched Do the Bartman uh, yesterday. Um, really? Well, I never actually see the video, but like everyone just gave rapping a try in the 90s, didn't they? Of course. Even Prince... Like, even the Prince... What, Get Off, that... 
I need to talk to someone. Can I actually... I'll ask you about it. Fine. Um, uh, I assume you like Prince. Of course. You have a heartbeat. Um, uh, <laughs> Let me check. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> what, what What was he thinking? What? How was he watching Pumps and a Bump and was thinking, you know what, like, <laughs> I could do this or... What, what was the deal? You know what? I don't know. I just, I just think that he was... I haven't really done my research on this, but I just think he was just so on top of everything mm-hmm. and just gave it a go, right? I, I have this weird theory that he was in the clubs and everyone was like in love with hip-hop and just playing yep. it. And he was just like, you know what? I can do this. This is really easy. You know, You're talking about sexies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happened, yeah. He thought, I'm going to rap and then I'm going to wear the ridiculous Lunas I Got Five On It 90s male thong while rapping. Yeah. Yeah. True, but you know, if you go back through musical history, as genres have changed, mm-hmm. artists, especially you know, very established artists, they'll try their hand at the the disco album, true, the reggae album. I mean, it happens. It happens sometimes spectacularly. Sometimes it's a total face palm. It's just kind of you know. But we've we've all forgiven it. But you're right. It was the '90s. Everybody was rapping. Brian Austin Green was rapping. Scott Kahn was rapping. Yeah. Of course, he was uh, in um, no, Hooligans no, with Alchemist. Yeah. Of course, uh, everyone was rapid. I, see, this is the great thing about the internet, is that I, as a 26-year-old man, can pretend like... Well, not pretend, but know all these little nuggets just thanks to the internet that I would have never have known before. Completely. Not Al Bundy, but his child. Oh. Da- not David Barano. Bud Bundy. Bud Bundy, yeah. yeah. Um, being, like, major in the L.A. Uh, hip-hop scene, the early 90s hip-hop scene. It's true. Being really good friends with Will I Am, who is also... Apparently. And me being <laughs> 10 years your senior, n- now thanks to the internet, I no longer need to go, oh, you whippersnapper. It was so much better when I was, when I was doing this, that and the other because we can read the same old, same old uninformative crap as each other. And, and just slight get diversion. Go I was on. looking on Twitter just before I came here and Elliot Wilson of um, Rap Radar, yep. uh, The Source and... Ego Trips. Uh, Ego Trips. The kids of 2000 don't do a very good job of bigging up that era and that like it's really the 90s that continues to be the source of inspiration for so many things i was wondering what your opinions on that i don't follow the point um i think he was making a point about the what's that kid's name again joey badass i don't know if you okay yeah of course uh so if you haven't heard of him he's this uh 18 year old kid from brooklyn that is rapping over lots of 90s uh, era samples and stuff. And so I I think that he was... Elliot Wilson was making the point that people... That the kids that grew up in the 2000s don't do... Well, A, they didn't make music that was better than the 90s, which, um, you know, it's all subjective or whatever. It depends on what you're Not sure about that, but Um, yeah. But they, they also just didn't do a very good job of defending slash raising up the profile of that era as well as the 90s. Um, I've never really thought about it that way. I mean, do they do they care? Do they have to? Is it is it I, relevant? I mean, I, I think I don't know. I'm not into this. I I, I was the thing is I was around in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, I, I was around, and you know, I know how good it was, and I know, know how kind of good it was then. But I was around in the noughties as well, and mm. I don't know. I, I think it's the thing that every generation before the the noughties they. You know, they had immense part pride in their music of that era. Okay. And I do think that it's very difficult for me, for example, to be like, well, Nelly's Country Grammar was an amazing <laughs> song, an amazing album or whatever. It's, 
I, I guess the, the part to me, in fact, something I'd recommend is uh, The Rub do an amazing series of mixes uh, of each year of hip-hop. Okay. And going back and listening to the ones from the noughties, it's amazing to think of all the tunes that you were absolutely in love with Yep. Um, the year that it came out, maybe a year or two afterwards, but how quickly it lose, you lose, it, it disappears out of your brain. It becomes throwaway. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. But like, you know... There's an ownership question, I guess, and touching music touches less people now, and it's more desperate. I, I, I don't, I don't really know. <sighs> anyway, back to the NFL. <laughs> um, why, why the hell not? In case you hadn't picked this up, especially on quiet weeks, you know, it's it's not about this. You know, we'll talk about pop culture. We'll talk about hip hop. We'll talk about lots of hip hop. Mm. Um, if we can, why the hell not? But if you if you don't if you don't like hip hop, you can just skip these bits. But there'll there'll be American football another couple of minutes for absolute sure. But looking into trying to find some American football because there isn't a lot of American football yeah, going on. There's not a lot going on right now. So we're I not watch watching the Arena League, but I'm not gonna bother. Yeah, we're not watching the Arena League. We're not watching the Canadian League. Not watching the Canadian League. Not watching the XFL, even though that doesn't exist anymore. Is the Canadian League the original YOLO? Because they've got their own rules. They don't really care about anything. Okay, definitely. Completely. completely. That should be their their motto. Completely. And I do... If you want to learn more about the Canadian American football I can't for the life of me think why you would, to be honest. But if you you, you really want to, then it's read Warren Moon's autobiography. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because he played a long time in, in the Canadian League, as well as obviously the NFL. Talks about it in length, all the rule changes and all this type of stuff. And it's um, it's it's probably the best way to find out about America, one way to find out about Canadian football. I wouldn't really endorse the book because he takes a bit of a Jeff Boycott type approach to writing an autobiography. In kind of like keeps continuing to point out the fact it's like, and by the way. I was, I've got the most passing yards of anyone, and that's how I got the most passing. And it's just like boring, so whatever. But yeah, no, it might have been the original YOLO, you're right. So we're not, we're not uh, chasing out any of those leagues. We're keeping it NL, we're keeping it North London, we're keeping it here because the Britball season is going as we speak. Mm-hmm. Our team, sort of adopted team, yeah. we like all the teams in England, mm-hmm. but it's the North London podcast, yes. so we're. Um, we're down with the London Blitz. Repping our ends. Repping our ends, you know it. They're playing Bristol Aztecs this weekend. Mm-hmm. Finsbury Park, Stones Throw um, from us here in North London. It's all gearing up for the Britball final, which takes place in Sheffield at the Don Valley Stadium. And it takes place on 25th, 26th of August. Carnival weekend. Yep. Might have to not do Carnival this weekend and go to, go to that instead. Yeah, the league is strong. It's going on. The Blitz have been unbeaten for a long while. Uh, they were recently beaten by the London Warriors yes. for the first time in a while. Um, they got beaten. London Warriors, you probably have the sport's most famous player. Our man, Vernon Kay, mm-hmm. playing free safety, or might be strong safety, for the London Warriors. I, I was adding a bit of a celebrity ele- element to it. They recently beat, beat the Blitz, ended their th- um, three-year unbeaten run. They're going to play again, for sure. Definitely. I don't know the exact permutations. It might be in um, Britball, which is uh, Don Valley Stadium in Sheffield, August 25th, 26th. But we're going to try and make it down to the Blitz game this weekend, if we can. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Help yourself. Okay. So, in, in the earlier podcast, we kind of talked about our um, American football history. And yes. And we, we both played the, the beautiful sport beforehand. But um, you played in the UK, so... Um, I so have. if you want to sort of give people a little background of the types of people that are, you know, that play um, for the Blitz, 
um, and like and like sort of you know is it uni students or or hey know? it's it, it's a, it's a great question and and I'll fill in I'll fill in what I can. Well, and, how know, about you fill in your history? I'll, I I'll really fill in my history. It. But you know what we should do? We should we should probably speak to someone at the Blitz or a team like that. Get them to come on the pod. Maybe the next pod. Mm-hmm. And, you know, give them a little bit more of um, some more of the actual information yeah, as opposed no. to the stuff we're sort of filling the gaps and yeah. sort of tell you a little bit more. So we'll reach out and we'll see if we can make that happen for people on the next pod. But it's, it's changed a lot now, right? There's a lot less teams. So there's a lot less people getting caught up in the whole kind of hype, let's kind of do this. So as I understand it, the standard is still very good. Yep. If you are an ex-player that still wants to play in London ex-college, ex-semi-pro, you know, semi-pro, then you will obviously be drawn to a team like the Blitz or potentially the Warriors as well. University players, standards very good in university. When they finish university, they want to come in and join a team. So there's, there's less teams, there's divisions. So the quality's um, better. The quality's better, as I understand it. Can't speak as much on the uni level. I should get in touch with Derby University. Respect my old alumni. You know, I'd, I'd imagine the quality's, quality's better. Another thing to point out is these guys are financing it themselves yep. you know there's not a lot of sponsorship in the game you know um, these guys are financing it themselves the blitz go around Europe and play teams around Europe and stuff but it's um, but we should we should shout it out get down and get involved people go check it out you know it's um, it's only five quid to go check out the London Blitz this, this Sunday against Bristol Aztecs and they're also playing against London Olympians who were man they were, I, I, I played against them back in the day on junior level on Saturday 7th of July but um, all you other teams that are out there, please get in touch as well. Let us know what you're up to. We're happy to um, to mention you and give you a shout out as well. But we'll um, we'll get on the phones this week. We'll try and get some, maybe get someone from the Blitz on here. Maybe see if they can talk about it and, and tell people a little bit more. You know, that'd that'd good. I'm really curious good. about that because you know uh, my experience has only been playing in high school in in the states, and I, I'm, I'm you know you always want to know about people that have given up their time and you know that just in love with the sport and well, the Blitz. I used to play. I played football on Sundays and always used to see them on the way when I was on my way home and I always okay. wondered who they were and uh, exactly and what they were doing so it would be good to, to find out a little bit more about so right now NFL's a bit quiet you know we could talk about baseball but let's be honest I couldn't really All I, well I could I could just say that the Yanks started off terrible mm. they lost Baniara Rivera now they're good again yeah. the Sox are terrible consistently some guys batting well for the for the Rangers. That's kind of about all I know. Talk about the Kings winning uh, NHL. The Kings won the NHL. Yeah, don't. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's cover that off. Basketball. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. Uh, yeah, we can talk about OKC uh, against the Heat. Yes. Um, right now, the Heat at the time of recording of this pod, the Heat are two to one up. Yep. And the series is in Miami for the next yep. two games. So the Heat find themselves with the opportunity to close and win out the series in front of the home-slash-fickle fans in Miami. <laughs> Shots fired. DJ Khaled, yeah. Yeah, um, so Lil Wayne can be really happy with himself, yep. even though he had nothing to do with it. And what did he say about... He had a he had a moan about the OKC officials. What did he say about this, it? This is where I absolutely love when sports and popular culture come together. Lil Wayne... Create a perfect storm. Um, James, James Harden of the Thunder... Uh, slash zombies slash Seattle Supersonics yep. is going out with Trina B I T C H in the game. Yep. Slip and slide. Shout yep. out. Lil Wayne the first uh, the first game of the series apparently had a little trouble getting into 
getting into the the stadium. Or it's whatever. the NBA Finals. I yeah, mean, come it's on. The NBA Finals. How um, much gold is that guy wearing? But yeah, I, have you seen Lil Wayne recently? He was probably carrying three skateboards, dressing like you know a twelve-year-old boy. Um, Probably yeah. had the Derek Smalls from Spinal Tap going <laughs> through the metal detector <laughs> yes. problem as well. But yeah, yeah the whole of, thing. One yeah, of yeah. those things. So, yeah, so there, there was a bit of issues. And so, as all really great uh, rappers do in 2012, tweeted that he hated the security staff. I'm saying hated. He didn't say that. He said the F word. Screw the staff, blah, blah, blah. Which is a really good idea because you're going back again in two days' time. Oh. And they're, of course, going to read this. So, in between this time, he went into the club, got on the mic in the club where the players were, and said, shout out, Trina, I love you, I miss you. Which is always a good thing to say, you know, in the city of in the city of Trina's boyfriend being one of the biggest stars. James Harden is, you know, he's the sixth man, so he doesn't actually start for them, but is a really well He's a baller, for sure. Baller, he's a baller. Baller, respected player. And so what? what's he going to do? Make sure it's incredibly impossible for you to get through the next time. So he gets even, like, so Lil Wayne gets even more angry and more upset and then says, I want Miami to win, blah, blah, blah. So and he was neutral at this point, Wayne? Well, n- not really. He, like, he's... Lil Wayne, even though he's from New Orleans, continually goes and supports the Heat and like will always be courtside because it's hip-hop uh, stars, we all know the truth. It is easier and cheaper for you to get court seats at Miami and New York than it is in LA. And that's why we don't see a lot of you courtside at the Lakers game or at the Clippers. Well, the Clippers game, maybe, but <laughs> we know the truth. Um, okay. And so, and so there's a, there was a picture that I saw the other day on Tumblr. Look out for the North London 40 Tumblr that will be up soon. Uh, of Lil Wayne giving a pound to Bron James. Wasn't as impactful as the Obamas giving each other a pound. But still, you know, it was an interesting sort of moment to see that LeBron had decided to acknowledge Lil Wayne at courtside. Maybe he doesn't even know about the stuff that's going on with James Harden. But I, I do feel that it added more to the case of why I don't want the Heat to win. Because of that? Not because of that, no. Uh, because I, I guess it's Schadenfreude. I guess it's me kind of thinking, you know, even though he is the great player, really respectful, I, and it wasn't necessarily his fault. It's not this, I, I know when we had a chat about this before, I, I linked it to the decision. But I just think that, like, in sports, it's important to be humble until you win something. You can show arrogance when you've won something and you've got something to back it up. It hasn't helped him that he has one of the best players in the game of all time, Kobe Bryant, still holding on to being one of the best players in the game. But Kobe has rings to back up his arrogance. He can call himself the Black Mamba halfway through his career and no one can make that. Calling yourself the Black Mamba after all that trouble in Colorado, especially, is not exactly the best. Yeah. I, I feel that LeBron hasn't earned the right to to be the star that he believes he is slash the media or he's allowed the media to, to pump him up to be. So you're going OKC? Yeah. It's an interesting one. And again, anyone in America, you've got to realize we just give a very, we give a British view on this. It's America versus the, well, America excluding Seattle versus yes. the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland piling in and everybody piling in. Mm-hmm. And I've made the decision with basketball mm-hmm. where I wasn't going to support teams. Yes. I was going to support players. Mm-hmm. And I stand by that decision. I wish I was like that in Premier League football. I'm not. 
I can't watch. I don't watch any other games when my team aren't, aren't playing, and when I watch my team, it's torture. Mm. It's not enjoyable at all. Yeah. I'm going to support players, and I, I do to agree in American football, but Chicago. It makes I'll sense though. And, support and players. Basketball. In terms of a player, I've never seen anyone like it. Mm. Watching in the things he can do, and I, my stance is this: he made a bad decision two years ago, handled it badly, acted badly. The party. Absolutely terrible. We just got to move on. Yeah, you know that was two years ago. He's suffered enough. True. He's paid enough. I think OKC will have their time. I literally think if the Heat don't win this, they're going to have to disassemble the Heat and reassemble the Heat again. Mm-hmm. This could be another couple of couple of years. Maybe LeBron never gets the title. I don't know. I can just give my opinion on it. I've been rooting for LeBron pretty much since LeBron was around. I've been rooting for LeBron because yeah. you just want him to do it and. And the way I think his performance in Game Six against the Boston Celtics was one of the best things I've ever seen in any sport. Yeah. To have that pressure and to take the whole game on your back and do it and say, "Look, I need to do this on my own," it harked back to me to the days of someone like a Maradona, mm-hmm. who kind of did that type of stuff. And imagine this is me against the whole nation, yeah. and it was just shot after shot after shot. I just thought it was incredible. I wanted to succeed. Whether he will or not, whether he won't, whatever. If OKC win, that's a great story too. Great young team. I think that team's going to be around. It's tons of fun. We shall see. But it's a fascinating series. It's been a fascinating NBA season, especially around playoff time. So addictive. So much on. Games on every night. One of the reasons I've not watched as much Euro 2012 as I would have liked is hooked onto basketball, especially during the playoff series. Every night, fantastic. You know, we'll see who wins, but, you know, it's on ESPN. It's on the NBA season path. Worth checking out. It's, uh, it's brilliant. As, um, as I can't remember where I saw it, but they, um, they described the series as, um, as homegrown versus shop-bought. And I thought that was an interesting way of kind of describing the two teams. It is, but that if you're talking about a homegrown talent, that's yeah. also a shot-bought team. <laughs> true. That, that is true. Right. But, um, so, that, so there you kind of have yeah, it in a nutshell. Of, I, I don't know. But, the, but look, those fans, those fans don't care, right? Those fans wanted a team. They got a team. They inherited a team of, of lots of talented players and stuff. Really recommends um, Sonic Skates on YouTube, which tells the story of... How the OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder, moved from Seattle, where the Supersonics became OKC. It's an amazing documentary. It's so sad. It's so sad. And there's a lot of people in Seattle, um, a, lot, a lot of good friends of mine there. Sports Mad City. Really hope they get a basketball team again since. Particularly tough for them to see OKC in the title, but can't blame the fans in OKC. You know, it's not their fault, apart from those particular individuals that, that tell the lies that they did and sent the emails they did but Sonic Skate it's a really really good watch really recommend it well we're talking about Seattle let's shout out the Seattle Sounders each and every time each most, and every time most raucous uh, and uh, well uh, most raucous I can't remember what they called their league anyway the most raucous uh, United States football league team around partly owned by uh, funny man Drew Carey you're right we're going to leave this for this um, for this week. I think we're kind of coming to an end of this particular instalment of North London 40. Send us your tweets. NLDN40. North London 40 at gmail.com. Send us your email. Send us your tweet. Send the pod around your mates. Let us know. Let us know how we can make this better. Yep. Let us know what you want to know about American football. You want us to 
tell you how the rules work. You want us to tell us more stuff. You want us to talk about more hip-hop, less hip-hop, whatever. You know, this is the reason we're doing it. It's for you lot, right? It's not just to sit here listening to ourselves uh, talk about American football. Um, <laughs> we've got other things to do. But yeah. hey, but just want to take a chance to say thanks so far. Really enjoying it. Guess we'll see you next time. See you next time. Cheers.